Stand Up World, episode 42. Probably the best episode that we'll ever do, that any podcast will ever do. Buckle up. You're going to love this episode. Say hello to Patrick Arnold, producer, exquisitaire, exquisitaire, exquisitaine. I don't know. Trying to make up a new word for for the great Patrick Arnold. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well, actually. Things are good. And um, I'm excited about today's show. Don Knotts is our guest, even though he died a few years ago. He was a great comedian. We, we've exhumed his body. We're bringing him back. The next few weeks, we're going to have a bunch of dead comedians on. That's something that a lot of a lot of podcasts aren't able to do. But we've made a deal. We are bringing on actual dead comedians, corpses. No, that's wrong. I, I don't even know what I'm saying now. Please forgive me, Patrick. Mike, what am I saying? We have, ex, we have we have I was with you when I first saw yes. Catherine Blanford. When I first saw her, we were at the um comedy crockpot in Boston. John Tobin's comedy crockpot. Was that wait, wait, that's not the name of the club. No, it's the last Boston. Laugh, Laugh Boston. But no, it was but it was Laugh Boston and she killed. She was she blew me away. I thought she was fantastic. And she's doing very well. If you can see her, she's got a she's got a don't tell what is it called? Don't tell comedy? Yep, don't tell set. Yep. Which I think she does some good bits on. She's very strong social media. One of the new popular new uh, ways to pop. And she's doing. I I I really think she's one of the strongest acts working right now. She's here today, so let's just get going, huh? What do you think? Let's do it. Catherine Blanford. <laughs> Catherine Blanford, how are you? Just peachy. So trying to figure out which time zone I am in and if it's okay to wake up at this you're hour. In the, you're in the Thailand Thai zone. Thai zone is what they call it, right? Th- is this are we do, are we above Thailand? I have no idea. We're right. We're we're zeroing in. Let me ask you a question though. Seriously, yes. What, what's the uh, painting you've got? Uh, the the poster on your bed behind you. Uh, this is. I just got it framed. It's some artist I found on Instagram, and now first time in my life I've actually made money. Money, and I don't not a lot. Just like actual money. I heard and you're making millions. I'm making hundreds, hundreds, and uh, and I'm so I, I clearly don't know what to do with it. And now all of a sudden I have money, and I'm like, I'm gonna support the arts. And so this artist on Instagram, of course, she was running a fifty percent off sale, and I was like, it's time for me to buy art. So I bought I bought art from her. She mailed it to me, and then I had it shipped. And I don't know who I am, but I think I'm an artsy girl now. I'm not. I just don't know what to do with money now. 
So, so um, that's great. And, and you're making, you're doing well. I, I love that you're doing well. You could have dressed up a little better for my podcast. You know, this is, this is Lulu Lamont. I, I, I don't, I, Mike, I, help I, her. What should, what should she do with the money now that she has it? She should probably invest in stand up world. Ooh. I, I, is, I, is it public? It's, it's a stock. It's on, it's on the Thailand stock market. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you can either invest in that or young boys were selling. But it's one or the other. Young boys is an investment. It's a it's, risky investment because you don't know. It's risky, but, but they, they grow strong and they last long. Right. You don't yeah. know if it's going to be, you know, Disney child star. They could grow up to be a Justin Timberlake or a Lindsay Lohan. That's <laughs> risky when you invest in children. <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> they, could, yeah. they, could steer, they could have one bad weekend and it's all mm-hmm. over. I know. That's what I always, I'm obsessed with Beyonce. And it's not, it's not in like a cliche way. I really appreciate her for her work ethic. And I, the thing I admire so much about her is how much she's grown and everything she does is, uh, is, is better and different than what she was before. And I'm like, I think she is one of the few that, that were very, that were artists who had success young and have continued to develop and be better. And well, I think wait, it's she wasn't she's... a Disney star, was she? She wasn't a Disney star, but she was like Destiny 14. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was still yeah. 14. She was a child and she did all of the things. She did movies and music and everything else. And like, I think a lot of those kids lose their mind and she still is still very, I mean, she's amazing. She's the best living artist we have in my opinion. Uh, but she's still very level-headed and grounded. I think the best living artist we have is on that bed behind you, the one you got from Instagram. Um, MC Queen MC is her Queen. name. I want to talk about you because I'm like, I, I actually am really a big fan of you. I, I, I would invest in you. I, I you. really, I, I was actually with Patrick. By the way, say hello to Patrick. You, you've I, met Patrick. We you give were, Patrick I, such a little square on the side. He, he doesn't deserve even that. I got to be <laughs> honest with you. He's lucky to have that. He's, you know, he's, believe me, he's. Yeah. At least you made he's, him in color. I've heard other people. This, yeah. <laughs> you, you see other guys don't even give color to their producers? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just black and white. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest with you, Catherine. In post, he won't even be on screen. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'll, I'm only okay. going to pop up when we're talking to me. So good. He's wearing, I have Lulu on. He clearly has old Navy on. It's not worthy of the screen. Yeah. You dressed you as me. if you dressed <laughs> as if, you know, dozens of people were going to download this thing and it's really going to be hundreds of people around the I, world. Look at my okay. pink headphones. I'm an adorable, I'm a little casual chic. Yeah, you are. But Patrick was with me. Patrick works with uh, John Tobin and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I met you, I met you at the uh, Boston what, Laugh Boston. Yeah, is that what's Laugh I Boston? Love that is club. That? Yeah, and I was with Patrick, and that's when I met you. So they booked you there, and and uh, he 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 works there, and he kind of slums with me producing my podcast. So. I love that club. I brought in tens of people and they were no. still, no, actually you, I had some good crowd. You killed crowd. it there. You killed uh, it there. 
Yeah, it was very, I like those, I like a Boston audience a lot. They're smart. Yeah. Uh, but insane too. Usually gets insane or smart, but they're a mix of both. And I really, I love that club. It's, you get to stay at the Westin, right? Stay at the Westin and, and, you know, they usually have six or seven different conferences going on there. So, mm -hmm. you know, eight thousand different kids that are playing volleyball from 1100 different high schools and you just have to wait for the elevator for about an hour yeah but, but it's good the night i saw you you had a you had a great set and thank you and but and then then didn't you go to detroit next you went to you went to yeah. laugh boston laugh detroit is it is yeah is it laugh detroit? detroit i don't detroit know house of, yeah 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 house of comedy yeah, I uh, I did do that. Was there can no? Side note, beside that, you, I'm I'm after staying in so many hotels and and being amongst all the conferences, I don't mind anybody besides a 4-H convention. I did Indianapolis when there was a 4-H convention in town, and those were the most pent up, sexually pent up teenagers. And it was a it was a an energy that I've, I've I'll never want to experience again. So I don't mind any I don't mind volleyball tournaments or work conferences as long as it's not a four H conference. Um, I didn't even realize they had four H clubs anymore. I thought that was like something from the fifties that was still there in the seventies. They were giving each other like like no, I don't. It's not piggyback rides because there would be somebody on all four in the streets <laughs> with somebody on top of them. Jeez. Um, so yeah, I went to Detroit afterwards in the middle of a snowstorm, truly a snowstorm, uh, like up to past your knees. Um, that's right. I remember we that. We didn't cancel. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And, and are you on the road a lot? Mm -hmm. All the time. Um, I'm doing my own weekends. Last year's kind of when I popped off and started touring and was doing a lot of one-nighters, you know, when I first started and then have graciously has already, have already transitioned mostly into weekend gigs. Um, and then I get to pop in between like doing my weekend and then I'll do a weekend opening for Spade. Uh, I've started to pick up some Burt Kreischer shows. I'm doing a weekend with him coming up. In Portland, those, those, those seem like a lot of fun. I haven't Was done there... them yet, but I'm so excited. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah. So yeah, then, he's... so like I, I switch back and forth between my weekend and then opening. So you know, you'll stay at the Ritz one weekend, and then the Hilton, and it's fun. It's fun to see what you can amount to, and then it's fun to be humbled back into what level you're at. So yeah, that's great. You have yeah, some that's... motivation. Yeah, that's great, and and it's that's also. I think it's good for you probably to be with your own, have your own audience, you know, it is. And I, I appreciate open. I, I appreciate being on the road. There's so it's fun to be on the road with friends too, but it is so fun to come back to my own show and have my own freedom and be able to, you know, take your time. You don't have to feel like you're just there as a cheerleader kind of you as you're opening you That's just right. do you know you're you're you have a job and it's not to sell yourself it's to sell the show more and then but when it's your own show you it's your own rules and it's it's so fun 
And are you still home based out of Atlanta? Nope. Half. No? I'm in LA now. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. And and why? I I mean I mean who wants you in LA? Let's be honest. I, mean, I know, but I just had, I was making too much money in Atlanta. And I said, it's time to give some to the government. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm curious because to me, it seems like is, I mean, I think you have everything going for you, all mm-hmm. kinds of star quality. You're a, you're a balls to the wall, great comic. Thank you. But, it, but it, it just doesn't seem like, if I were getting started right now, or if I were at your level right now, not even getting started, like popping, I didn't think you'd have to be in LA anymore. There's nothing in LA anymore. Well, I, so I was in Atlanta and I will say I was kind of, I'm, I'm childless. I, I, I'm not married and I've, I've done all I can do in Atlanta. I can do the same things in LA while why not take the chance while I have the chance to see what LA has to offer, to see if going up in, in a different market that has more exposure matters. I mean, why the hell not? I, you know, it's like what being in LA, being in Atlanta, nothing is going to change. So I was like, I, I, I started to, kind of like popped off. And then I started to get auditions. I never really wanted to act. I didn't think that that was going to be a thing for me. And then, you know, who knows if it even ever is going to be a thing for me, but I was like, why don't we expand our, our abilities and see what else, you know, what other doors can be open your career. So I was kind of like, I mean, I, I have, you know, I don't really have many anchors, so might as well take the leap now. No, I get that. I mean, what is it you'd want you want to do? Good, thank you, God, for asking that question. Um, I honestly, if I had my perfect world, stand up is my my love. I I I want to just. I'd love to just. Honestly, I would love to tour the world in theaters, and uh, and you know, I like. I'm learning how to do an hour on the road and eventually I'd love to do kind of like a whole like hour that's almost like Mike Robiglia kind of style, but it's more my style where it's, you know, it's, it's one story or one topic. And, and cause I think those are genius when you can create a whole hour over around like a central idea. Um, and then I would love to create my own show. I want to write, I want to, um, I, I would love to be in it. Like, like, give me an example of, of whose kind of show, like, uh, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm or a, or a, a, a three camera sitcom, like, a, a like, like a hacks, like a hacks. Not, yeah. But I don't want to do stand up. I have an idea, uh, for, a I want it. Yeah. More dramedy. Right, that's uh, interesting. So, so I guess that I guess if you want to do that, it's there's still a reason to be in LA nowadays, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And you have a good agent or a manager that's helping you do that. Great. Yeah, I I've, I've lucked out with a team. Uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just like. Uh, Trying well, to listen, we have we have both your agent and manager on the line here. Put them on. 
Patrick, and we they have to talk to you about something. Good. I've been trying to contact you guys for six yeah. months. It's not going to work. It's not working out, Catherine. They want to talk to you about something. <laughs> no. There you go. That, no, I'm glad. I'm really happy for you because I I don't, you know, I don't, it's, it seems to me that people are doing it, are making it so far away from LA now, but I, I'm glad. I, it's nice to know, you know. You I know, mean, maybe I'm not right, but even if I'm not right, no, it's not. Well, I think I you are right. I think you are right, but you know. And listen, I have a son. My son is 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 twenty nine, and he's killing it as a as a. But he's a writer, director, an actor, and he's making his own movies, you know. Yeah. And he's doing it, but he's, and he wants to stay here in L.A. I, I you know, and I keep saying, you can live anywhere you want, and I don't know what what you're so enthralled with L.A. for, you know. Yeah. But. I mean, I. And maybe I'm naive because I feel like I'm coming from Atlanta and I haven't been here, but I do think there is something to say about the exposure and meeting people. And there is a uh, meeting people who have like-minded goals and ideas. And I don't think, I think people that are making it outside of the LA, New York, they're, they're killing it. But I don't, I think it's a lot more, um, social media character, social media presence, and right. which lends itself to, um, you know, touring, you can tour off that you can build your audience, you can sell tickets, which is the ultimate goal. But I don't think there's as much uh, energy and collaboration um, behind like, film. Um, TV, let me movies. ask you a question. Does it does that because you have a big social media presence? Mm-hmm. Does that Somehow. help you? Are you playing? Um, are you playing the store and the improv and Laugh Factory and all those clubs? Yep, starting to starting yeah. to yes, get my foot in the door. Good, yeah, good because I yeah. I haven't seen you up in any of those clubs and but, Thank but you. maybe maybe I've just missed you, but that's great. I'm uh, I'm at the store tonight. Uh, are you? Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done I've done my own headlining shows at the belly room a couple times. And then now I'm, you know, I'm doing the produced shows. Um, Good. So, yeah. And I'm getting my, I'm starting, I was at the improv a couple nights ago. Uh, and yeah, I'm in and out a lot of LA though. So I think that that may be a hindrance yeah. to me, but I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I, you know, most people's goal is to be on the road, which I am on the road. A lot, so um, taking taking my time. Listen uh, to me. It the the it's it's. I think it's a combination of you got to be really patient, but you got to have really strong goals, and mm -hmm. you got to be really impatient. You know, yeah, that's one of the things. I think my son is 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 doing so well because he's got ants in his pants, but he's also has been forced to be patient. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I always am like, what, like, you remember, like, all, put in all that work that you do in the shadows. So all of a sudden, one day, somebody's be like, dude, she just popped up out of nowhere. And you're like, no, I did. I woke up at 8am and wrote for two hours, and then went to the gym. And then and then every day was like, 
what are my three things I'm contributing to my career today? Like, is it a social media clip? Is it a podcast, et cetera? Is it writing a script? And I, like every day I'm constantly going, what is your like, I'm not like inner shadow work, but I like call shadow work, like your, you know, what you do in the shadows, um, working on your career. Uh, and yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's, that's just what, cause I'm super antsy too. And I'm like, you know, the minute a reel doesn't do well and you don't have a, a weekend gig, you're like, what am I doing? And so I just try and focus on my career shadow work for the day. Um, do you write a lot? Yeah. It, it feels like when I watch your act, it feels like you write a lot on stage, but I bet you that's not true. No, I go through a whole notebook a month. I, I, I have to write, um, I have to write, I have to, I, I write in my journal and then I, right now I'm, uh, typing it all out and because I'm about to record an hour in December and then uh, on stage I kind of go I like to then I kind of let go on stage and then I and then I like let the little riffs or whatever in between happen and then I'll go back and listen and then find the riffs and then add those to the bit yeah and and uh, what, what you're gonna record an hour in December where Louisville, where my hometown, where, where I went Louisville. to high school. Mm -hmm. Louisville, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. There happens to be a house of Louisville. Is that what it's called? Or Laugh Louisville? Laugh what, Louisville, what kind, yeah. of, what kind of fucking chuckle hut do you people have there? Yep, Laugh Louisville. No, but where are you recording it? I know. I this, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't even have plugged it because it's not at Laugh Louisville. But I, right. I, I... Uh, booked this, I think, before you guys had opened. You guys, you all are in Sixth Street, Fourth Street Live. Uh, yep, yep, I'm at I'm the relatively new, so yeah, I'm at the other club. Uh, no, oh, Jesus, I know, but Jesus, I swear Catherine. I was booked there. I was booked there before you, you come guys on here, opened. dressed all funky, and the house, the place is a mess. You're you're at a competitor's club, then then Patrick's. It's hey, just... you brought it up. Uh, it's all love, Catherine. I know. I I I would love to come back because you guys are at Fourth Street Live, and that's where, when I was in high school, I used a thirty-two-year-old's fake ID, got in, no problem. Hey, can I can I tell you the best, the best comedy club story I've ever heard in my life? I heard. I'm ready. I I, I we were standing in front of the Improv the other night, and this guy told us this story, and I got to tell it really gingerly, but the this headliner had this black guy opening for him and on tuesday or, or th wednesday and thursday he this guy he was this, white he was white okay and the black guy was killing doing this whole routine just a, going um who's that crazy n-word who's that crazy and i'm that crazy n-word and then he'd have the crowd saying who I, who's that crazy n-word and they'd go you're that crazy n-word Who's yeah. that crazy N-word? I'm that crazy N-word. And just the whole act and it was just high energy. And on And Thursday then Jeff night, Fox where they gets on. No, Jeff, no, Jeff, then then the white guy gets on stage on Thursday night and he goes, Hey, how about a big hand for that crazy N-word? And he uses the word and he gets a big laugh with it. It was like bold. He did it, you know? No, no. Yeah, he did it. He got a big laugh with it. And 
he got away with it. It was bold. It was cool, which I would have done it too. <laughs> you know, oh. the guy's using it, this whole act, you know? So the next That's, night, that gives me highs. The comedian doesn't do the routine. The kid doesn't do the routine at all. And the white headliner doesn't watch his act. He comes out of the dressing room, he goes on stage and he goes, how about a hand for that crazy N word? And the audience just sits there like, what the fuck? And he cannot get the audience for like 40 minutes trying to explain to them, well, last night he was doing this thing and I just. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm. I don't even feel bad for the guy. I would never have done it. No, no, not no. After, I would have done it in 2011. Uh, I don't know. I would have, I would have, but I would have made sure that I, I would have made sure he did it. If he did it, if he was doing it for 20 minutes, you know, to me, honestly, I would have done it. I thought I, th I, I give him a lot of kudos for doing it. It's a brave thing to do. And the, the audience proved that it was funny because they laughed. Do you, do you, I, I genuinely mean, I don't know if I would have done it, but uh, I think the, the fear I have from even hearing that now is just because of the internet. Dude, I think if there was no, if people weren't putting out clips and there wasn't TikTok and everything else, I'd be like, dude he he just he got the ultimate pass that sounds amazing but yeah. because the internet and people clip up stuff and people have been just their careers have been destroyed from itty bitty little things yeah uh, I that gives that. me high look at you know what look at i've just been doing stand-up again for a year and a half i stopped doing it for 28 years you know and and my kids and my wife begged me not to do it they were like you're going to say stupid things and you're yeah. going to get sued or destroyed and you're going to everything you earned and are going to leave us when you die any minute now is going to go, get taken away. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, but I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I really don't. I, I think, you know, people, are, people aren't as uptight as the media and the internet is. Dude, I, I thought that, and then I do you know who Ashley Gavin is? Have you heard about what happened to Ashley Gavin? Uh -uh. You heard this? This I just saw her this past weekend in New York, and this is what's giving me hives because I said something on stage the night before, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. It was one word. It wasn't a bad word. I don't want to say. I there was a guy that had like. I don't, I shouldn't even say this on a podcast. I can't believe I even said it, but he had on like a pea coat with a wife beater underneath of it. And I said, I didn't know that Banana Republic had a da 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 section. And it's not, it's a, it's, it starts with a W. It's a white person that's yeah. trying, do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't want to say it again. Anyways, okay. I've been freaking out wait, that wait, I said wait. that. I'll say it. You're not allowed to say wiggers anymore? I don't know. I said it on stage. And as soon as I said it, I was like, no, 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 no. Put your phones down. I'm done. I thought I was going to be canceled after that. I didn't, Next I, night, I, I didn't know that was on a list. I, mean, I just, Sam I don't know. Ripley does a brilliant routine about wiggers, you know? Okay. This is the point I'm trying to say, though. I think it all depends on your audience. Because, like, like we always say, like, 
Tim Dillon. You know, he's always doing stuff. Of course, he's doing it. Almost everything he's doing is uh, he nothing, he takes nothing seriously. He's making fun of everybody and everything. But he he, he is so unapologetic about it that he can't get canceled. And I'm not even saying he ever sh- deserves to be, but he can't get canceled because people expect it and know it of him. But my she, Ashley Gavin, I met her a few times. She's a great comic, um, but she's uh, she's gay. She has a podcast called We're Having Gay Sex. Uh, she's lesbian, predominantly LGBTQ audience. She was on stage one time. Uh, somebody get, caught a clip of her like doing a crowd work, and she just within the crowd work she says like "kill yourself" something and goes on with it. Right? She has been. She don't. I mean, I don't want to speak for her, but she's taken a dive. All of a sudden, she's she's been. Uh, you know, like bombarded with people on the internet being like, you can't tell somebody to kill themselves. I, this is my story, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's because I feel like I'm speaking too much of for her, but I do think it depends on your audience. Like she has a very, very liberal, sensitive audience. And because of that, she, the minute, she, I don't know, what do you say? She slipped up, you know, we're all just in the moment saying shit. And she, she does one, one, one thing during the crowd work and it's and it's her career taking a no dies because of it because of the, the who her audience is she didn't slip up she was making a joke she was fucking around she she, she if anything she slipped up by listening to him let me tell yeah. you something you know you don't know i had a in 2001 i had a tv show called mind of the married man that people hated they fucking hated it. Why? It the most hated TV show ever. Was it on a network? HBO. <laughs> it followed the Sopranos. Okay. Followed it was the Sopranos, Sopranos infomercial. It was. It followed the Sopranos, and it was, and people, they would fucking write shit and say shit and. It was like, fuck off. You know, it, it was like, this is trying to be the this the male sex in the city. And we're, I go, we're, we're making jokes. Shut the yeah. fuck up. And and at first, HBO was like, just go for Our ratings were great. And I mean, we couldn't make that show now. We would, yeah. I would they, if I made that show now, they would take me out to the edge of the city and shoot me. <laughs> And leave me in the bushes, okay? Like, well, can you film it? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But I and my thing was, I never apologized for anything. I never apologized for anything because they were jokes, and it was yeah. about a guy. They were married guys thinking about all these women they wanted to fuck, other than their wives. And and honest, it was honest. Yeah, it was honest, but it was funny and it was joke and you would get these guys, male writers and journalists that would write about how horrible and puerile and juvenile it was. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> apparently your wife doesn't like the show. You right. know, apparently, you know, but shut, you know, I, but my thing was, I was never going to apologize. I was never going to bring the volume down because it was just comedy. Yeah. 
And I and I think the worst thing that I see from comedians, and when I wasn't doing it, and when I'm doing it now, is comedians censoring themselves. Yeah. And I have no desire to censor myself in any way. In any way. I will I, I did a routine last night at the improv that was way, way out there. And my son was driving over there. He was going, you don't want to do this, <laughs> you know, but I did it. And the audience loved it. Yeah. You know, and it was about a, it was about um, trans species kids and about my next door neighbor having a dog that identifies as, as a beagle, keeping me up all <laughs> night. And him and I, the neighbor and I yelling about shut that fucking kid up. He's not a kid. He's a dog. Oh, he's a fucking kid. He's a He's a dog. Have some empathy, you know, and <laughs> shut that fucking kid up. He's a kid. Yeah. You know, be a parent. <laughs> be a parent. I got a real dog here. He's sleeping. And a real kid. You got a right, fucking right. something stuck in between two beings. You go, you can't he's a kid if you him. won't put him in a cage. Yeah, right. You know, you got, you got, you either got a, you either got a, uh, a dog that needs a trainer or a kid that needs a spanking. Figure it out. I got to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, but but I I don't want to censor myself. I want the audience mm -hmm. to censor me. If it if it if they didn't laugh, it wasn't funny, and I wouldn't have done it a second. I won't do it again next week. Right. Okay. But but I want the audience to tell me what's funny. I don't want my head or the people that I read about telling me what's funny and that the, the comedians that I think are great are not censoring themselves. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it is, it is interesting. It's like, uh, speaking from honesty is a fun place to hear somebody talk from. And I think it's just, uh, who you, who you decide to be from the get-go is how people are going to respond to you. If right. you, yeah. If you get up there, cause I go, I go like this. I go, you can, uh, you can, you can talk shit as long as you are also up there letting people know that you can take shit from other people. If you right. talk shit and then you're offended when people talk shit back to you, it's not, you're not gonna be able to survive. That's right. That's right. And by the way, I only say it because I love comedy. I love stand up. My whole thing is stand up world and the world. I'm, I'm obsessed with the whole, this new world of stand up comedy. But I, to me, stand up is always the funniest people have always been the people that want to break the rules. Yeah. That want to go out on the ice and see how far they can walk before their foot gets wet. And they yeah. got to, when they got to run back to the shore, you know, it, it's not, it's not, there's nothing really funny about someone on stage playing it safe. You know, I, I, when I watched you, I never thought you were playing it safe. I okay. always thought you were kind of always going to get yourself in a little bit of trouble throughout that whole <gasps> hour. You know, I, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I, when I write, I have dark, dark shit and I tend to, uh, deviate away from it. And I've been wanting to like go back into the, my first couple of bits that when I started comedy that really popped off were these bits of my mom passed away when I was 22 years old and how 
I had trouble uh, picking out her outfit for the casket because everything that looked good on her would look good on me. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we we shared enough already and because uh, we both had a crush on my high school boyfriend and all this, et cetera. And it was it was really dark. It was about like like seeing her body and realizing like you could that could be your last opportunity for a revenge body. And I had all these jokes about like you know if you're embalming people, you could you could put lungs in your tits and have a tit job. And it was gross. It was weird, but it was like really dark. And I'm I'm like I don't know if I could do it now. I don't know if I if I if I'm ready to like sacrifice some groans and et cetera for like going back and working on uh, that kind of material. But it, it is like, I have a lot of, and I grew up Catholic and I have a lot of um, uh, little like, like digs at Catholicism that just come out. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it, it even still scares me to be like, okay, are we going to venture into that? Are we going to, are we ready to piss some people off? Cause you come out, I don't know. It's uh it still is kind of scary. I think it's scary when you're starting out, when you kind of start to get build an audience and and because I'm still on the edge. You know, I'm still like I don't have a safe safe net. So I How like, long have you been doing it now? 8 years. 8 years? Yeah. And and let me ask you a question. So you're going to lay an hour down. Yeah. And then According to the uh, new biblical rules of stand-up comedy, when you do your hour, you're going to have to throw it away? Yeah. Yeah? Flip it out. Yeah. Why not? I, I, I just built this in a year. It was so fun. I'm so proud of myself. In a year? You, yeah. You, you, did, you did the whole hour in one year. That's great. Right. Yeah. Year, year, hour, year and a half. I'm kind of like, I think that there's, I think you could play it two ways. I think you could get, which is probably the more the more uh uh stand uh, artful way is to focus on the hour and and to and to perfect it which i think honestly i'm very proud of what i've built and i'm i'm super confident about it but i think the the world is shifting and i'm kind of like i i why why wait another year to perfect it why not put it out and work on another another hour after that i think i don't know i was like i i'd rather I, w I don't want to waste time being a perfectionist on it. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I agree. My my question is just all these guys now, they do the hour. And I think, I, to me, I think that's about right, a year and a half, an hour. But then this notion of just dumping everything and starting over. because And, and you go out on the road and you don't do any of that for the audience. Because I think they want to see it. If they see that you're special on television or on, on YouTube or on wherever it shows, they're going to want to see some of that. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, in that way. Yeah, for sure. I, it's going to be a good show no matter what. So I'm not like, it's not going to be an hour of crowd work and half ass written shit because I just recorded an hour. I, I like slowly dump stuff as I'm slowly adding stuff in. I, I was just in Tacoma or Tulsa last weekend and people were asking for requests and I was doing them. It's fun. Right. Right. So that's my question is you, you, once you lay down a special, you're not going to get rid of the material you did in the special. No, I will slowly, uh, dump stuff as I add stuff. 
Okay, good. So then, I, if you dump that the stuff about riding the the horses when you were a kid, there's I have someone I want to give it to. Oh, that's my that horse girl. I've coined horse girl. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, who who are you gonna give it to yourself? No, uh, that's are you... that 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 wouldn't work for me. Because let's be honest, I don't know. Metaf- I... Metaphor for big dicks. You yes. Know. I think it's that's your new show. It's it's guy. It's married women imagining men they want to have sex with. It's yeah, that's right. No, I I was going to give it to another a female comic friend of mine who needs your act. (laughs) They don't want it. No, I just was asking because it's just I I do find that, uh, and I and I really I really am impressed with this new generation of comedians who just are doing a new special every couple of years and just dumping all their material. But I do think that when you go on the road, you should give the audience what they've seen, a little bit of what they've seen. You don't think, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, I think there's, I do realize like there's, there is one bit, I'm putting on this hour that I had put out on something else because I had kept doing it. I've added so much to it and I like how it is, tra- what is transformed into. So there's one thing about if, once you continue something, it still gets better. If you're, if you're not just going into muscle memory and doing it like a robot and you're still present yeah. on stage. Uh, and then, yeah. And then um, I, you know, I used to get nervous cause I was like, Oh, people have seen, people have seen this. And I, I think when I would start a bit that I've done a few times, I I would uh, feel insecure about it because I, I think that they'd be rolling their eyes. But I realize if you, if you, if it's not, a, the whole hour is not what you've put out on the internet and you're, and you kind of go back and forth. It's like a concert that you're going to see. Oh, you're, this is your favorite musician. They're doing their new stuff and they're sprinkling Absolutely. the hits afterwards. And you Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. That's my point. That's my whole point that people love to see a song that, that they heard and they love going, Oh, I love this bit. I saw this bit. And if you're really working on your stuff, even if it's the same bit, you've added little tags and little jump offs and yeah. new ideas into it. But, you know, everybody has to do it their way. That's the great thing about stand-up. And I also, okay. Does it ever break your heart, One of the problems with getting my age and being around this long is you end up kind of get it to, let me tell you how you should do it. (laughs) Here's what you need to do, (laughs) Catherine. To you? No, I, 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 let me ask you this. If you've experienced this lately, though, sometimes... I I am nervous to do the old hit because I'm you know you're working on new stuff or whatever else and then you know and it's going good you're like oh yeah there there you go that I've got something there you know you get a you get a great reaction from the crowd and then you move into the hit and the hit crushes and then your mind just going you you think you'd get a dopamine hit from from really starting to crush but then you in your mind you're like fuck all this new stuff is shit. I don't have it anymore. That's my best stuff. I won't ever get there. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> That's right. always a roller coaster in yeah, your head. Do you, that, do you know uh, what I mean? Do you ever feel like yeah, that? Totally. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm at the point now where I, I don't even like to go on if I don't have new stuff, you know, 
I, yeah. I, I really don't. I just need to have something, a reason to, to go try something new, you know, something but, to be excited about. Yeah. 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 Or if the set doesn't go great, you're at least you're like, well, it's new. If the set doesn't go great and you just did old shit. What's the point of living? That's right. That's right. Well, anyway, I, I just, I feel bad about how much I trashed that Louisville comedy club. Cause I'm really just bummed because they don't book me. But I know. think that that's your audience too. Don't you drunk, think? Drunk, third time divorcee women. Totally. I, I do so well with women whose lives never kind of came to fruition. Mm -hmm. But yet they keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my wife, who just stuck it out with me for 38 years who identifies as a hostage at this point. That's really my, my wife. She, is, she's, she's just. The, so do you have your children? You have them together? What do you mean together? They're not, my kids are not together. No. Uh, you mean as people? Oh, you and your wife? I just no, feel, mean, I, I do. I mean, genuinely. My wife and I have our kids together. Yeah, I've never heard somebody be confused by that question before, but I think that you are so far invested in this new world that that you were looking for some kind of weird question that I was asking you. But I just Yeah, I, I didn't know I what just, you meant by that. I, I I thought you meant maybe did we have separate kids you, from other marriages? I I asked. Let me just I just want to replay this. I would I just want to check the tape. Okay. I go. I asked you a white middle-aged cis man. I go, do, do you, do you and your wife have your children together? That means you see a boil on my face or something. I don't know what that means. A sick man. You were ahead. so ready. You were so ready for a, a Gen Z question that you were like, you got offended by that question. And you're like, no, my children aren't together as of, as of what I know of. And that so that's progress. The, it is progress. So let me tell you the answer is yes. My wife and I have been together for 38 years and our kids are um, 30 and 29. That's that's unheard of in this biz, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you think it's um, just, do you think the secret is just being tired? Uh, too, no, too we, tired we, to change? we accidentally killed a man early on and buried him. And it just, it has really locked, locked us in for the duration. Right. So, uh, fear. Fear. And yeah, just kind of like, where do you go? Where, why would you split up when either one of us could put the kibosh on the whole thing? So, no, they, so honestly, the secret is paranoia. Honestly, honestly, I just, I, I got out here as a young kid from Detroit and met an met someone amazing and I just had no interest in being in a serious relationship or married or anything. You know, I was a crazy comedian and, and, uh, just met this amazing, crazy blonde and just never looked back. I've been very lucky. Well, you look, you look like you guys have had, um, a successful life together. You have a nice leather couch behind you. Yeah, and an expensive yeah. microphone. 
So it yeah. looks like things are going well. That's all we have. That's really it. It's just that, you know, That's we don't have art. We, we, we aren't buying art off Instagram. Oh, you don't have Instagram? We art? really aren't. We're just, mm, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, HBO money isn't what it used to I'm be. I'm not making that. I'm not making that kind of money, Catherine. Well, you know, if you, if you have some reels go viral, that's all. That's the answer these days. Is that the answer? Yeah, I, listen, I, I had one clip that really went viral about that about my parents being cousins, and that's what, this is what I mean about the audience that you attract. Like then I started to get like people coming to my show be, truly because of that clip, and I think they were expecting more of a Jeff Foxworthy experience. And they did not get it. They got somebody who had opinions about Christianity and Catholicism. And so there, you know, I, I did, I, I'm used to offending some people, even me with my adorable face. Yeah. That's what I said. I, I thought, I thought your, your, your act was pretty, pretty out there, pretty bold. You. you know, I, 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 I've been talking you up since then, you know, Thank you. There's, so I, you just wait. I, I wait for what am I waiting for? I'm gonna freaking I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna I think you're gonna bring the word wigger back is what I think <laughs> you're gonna do. You know, I'm so scared. I woke up in a sweat in the middle of the night after I said that. Like, is this am I just I said it in New York City. That was bold. But they the laughed. Name the the name laughed. of your special is Catherine Blanford, Wigger Wiggers on me. And I just, it's me and a, a, a wife beater and a big giant wig. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to come see you one night at the Comedy Store of the Improv. Come. Are you going to come tonight? I can't tonight, but let, let me let me know if, if one night you're playing and, and I'll come up. Okay. I will. I, okay. yeah. I love, I, that was my, the second tape I wanted to play is like when you were like, are you getting into the clubs? And I go, yeah. And you go, huh, I haven't seen you there. And it it felt like I was a little set up. For really? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, honestly, by the way, I didn't mean it like that at all. I meant like, oh, they don't let me in the clubs, Catherine. Uh, <laughs> so you're not, not there to see me. I'm not there to see you. No, I, I, I didn't mean it like that at all. I just figured you. you were on the road or or I just I wasn't there the nights you're there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good cover up. Yeah, you have been married for 30 years. Uh, I'm going to edit that all out. No, I'm don't. Gonna... I liked it. I loved it. Why? Oh, wait, I... What is our... Shows. Is it Patrick? Yeah, the shows. You should try to come back. Hey, don't don't talk to him. It's going to... Why make... does Patrick... Why is Patrick muted? Patrick is just dying I, I over here. Patrick He's... has a polite producer laugh. And you need the producer... That... That's is that's the key. I figured this out. That's the key to a successful podcast is a producer that that's has a great fair. laugh. And you're muting. Well, then this Patrick. one's not going to be successful because <laughs> we need to get me a lower lower laugh you track. Can't... I don't want to be just laughing throughout the whole podcast. No, you know, like I'm not. No, we need that. We need that. This is this is. I'm going to be honest. Have you listened to podcasts? And you have you hear... heard the term <laughs> special needs? <laughs> what? That's that... where I found him in an ad. That's what. That is, I'm trying to hide the dirty clothes on my floor. That's, this, this is, this is what every good podcast has, right? You say something and then you hear this in the background. 
Of course. Of you know course. what I'm talking about? And that's what kills. That's the that's the it's the key to any successful podcast. You need a producer that laughs in the background. Even have a button. I was going to say I need, a, I need two types button. of gain because I need the one where I'm going to be able to talk like this, but I can't just be laughing full volume. I got to have that echoed out laugh like they do. Yeah. Yeah. You and you when you talk, you always got to talk like, oh, I, I didn't know I was being put on the spot. Of course. And that's you it's the podcast is really all about the production. That's true. I'm really the star of the show. And yes. The, and the sound in the yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you just you're you're stifling Patrick and this is your this is your star. Patrick, right here. You, we Let should do the podcast. Stifling him. He he comes pre-stifled. He he comes pre-stifled. Believe see, me. He, I'm, I'm see, not, he I know, yeah. That. I even like this repressed is, my laugh now. I'm so used to not laughing fully. Yes. Let me explain something about about Patrick. <laughs> you see the way his his background seems like it's buzzed out. Is that you see that? Yeah, it isn't. That's him in real life. Everywhere you go <laughs> with him, everything around him is fuzzy. It makes you yep. feel dizzy. You're like, Fuck, okay. Patrick's here. And now what? I can't remember my first name. <laughs> That's what, right. Yeah. What's my set? Okay. But uh, wait, I was just going to tell you something. Sorry. No, um, oh, have you not... have you been able to see my fever blister in here? Absolutely. In the video? No. no. All right. Patrick, that works. Patrick buzzes. He takes yep. care of that. That's one part of his job. I I overexposed myself so it so it would shine out. But yeah, fever blisters. That's also a, that's a Gen Z STD. I was going to say I've never even heard of that. Are you? Uh, is it a cis fever blister, or is it? A, is it? Is is it a? Some people. Of... Some people would say cis, cis, cisgendered is a uh, is more is a is a more dangerous disease than yeah, a fever blister. Some people would argue that. No, it's just mm -hmm. um, it's just a cold sore. You know, you know but it is herpes. I, I don't know if I've told you, but my daughter's a lesbian. You know, and when she I didn't. Out, you don't have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I have a you daughter. literally. Can I just? You said you said my wife and my sons. That's all you've talked about. <laughs> no, I didn't. You weren't listening. I, said I, had a 30 year, I, had a, I have a thirty-year-old daughter and a and twenty-nine-year-old son. Okay. And, okay. And, you have and a she, and she's lesbian a lesbian. Daughter? I'm so jealous. She's a lesbian, and she when she, the night she came out, she kind of like brought over this whole manifesto booklet that she wrote all the different types of lesbians there were. And, and so she wanted us to know what kind of, you know, you know, it was like, and we were like, what? we don't care. We don't care. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You know? And, you know, no, you should but, care. You should, no. you guys should be curating. You're her PR team. You should be curating which kind of lesbian we want. That's, that's fun. You get to, you, we, you don't, we don't get to, don't get to choose. We don't get to choose. She gets, was to like, choose. she gets to choose, but she wanted us to know the, the degrees of lesbianicism or whatever there was, you know, and, and she, and, but, but, and then she was like going into all the different, she wanted us to understand the cysts and the, you know, I was like, you're making me dizzy. I got to lay down. You know, it, it was so funny. It was, it was unbelievable, but. That's but, so, do you talk about that on stage? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so good. But and it's so that's true. Funny. It's like you it, deciding what kind of comic you want to be. Are you going to be clean? Are you going to be a crowd work comic? Are you going to be dirty? Are you going to do act outs? Are you going to sit on the stool? 
Oh, it, it was and amazing. She, and she goes, Dad, I don't care. Yeah. Don't care right, right, right. All right, then I'm doing impressions. <laughs> he goes, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, I'm a ventriloquist. <laughs> okay. Oh, listen, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I just want Thank you to know something. I, I'm such a, I, I'm re- I really think the world of you. I think you're just great. I, I would, I would put money on you. You know, I really would. I would, if you were a stock, I would, I would buy stock in Catherine Blanford. And I, I tell everybody that all the time. I, 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 I have a friend of mine who's a huge casting director has cast all my movies and everything. And when I was got, when I got done in Boston, I wrote her this whole thing about you. And she was oh. like, okay, okay, I got it. Thank <laughs> you. you. Know? So, Tell her so my I, fever blisters clear up. No, I, the, she said to me, she said, oh, I heard she's got some serious cyst fever blisters. And I also yeah. heard she keeps her place pretty dumpy. And yeah. I said, yeah. But, but other than relatable. that. relatable. No, uh, but I really did. And, and I, I think you're great. So, you know, and that, and, that, and I, I'm at the point where I, that's one thing I just, I really love, you know, talent right now i'm i really i'm at a great place in my life where i can really appreciate someone like you you know so and i I, think you would do pretty good at last louisville no no because i i would shoot myself in the parking lot Mm -hmm. i can't get booked i can't get booked at any of their clubs something i said there i don't know what it was Maybe it, anyway. was, maybe it was W-I-G-G-A. <laughs> maybe, my, maybe, my, maybe my big wigger routine. Oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for talking me up to your friends. And I apologize if she went and looked up me and saw me doing just cloud work clips. But it's all I have right now. No, no, no. She's she 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 just she teases me because she's like, okay, okay, I got it. I said no, but uh, <laughs> I think we have to rephrase you going. The point in the, I'm at the point in my life where I really appreciate talent. No, now that I say it, it sounds good, but I think we have to rephrase it coming out of your mouth. <laughs> what do I have to say? Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I have to. I'm at the point in my life where I really understand when talent is together. Yeah. That, yes. On, yeah. Honestly, that feels even better for. <laughs> yeah. Catherine's together. That's thank I, you. That feels you know, better. Yeah. That, that feels more uh, full house. Yeah. Full house. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank listen, you. let me know when you're, when you're playing at the club, I want to come up. I will. I'll, I'll DM you. Did, did we lose her? What happened? No, I, do, that, I know my internet just went out. You're, I'm back now, right? You're back. You are. Okay, okay. If, you, if you could call it that. <laughs> um, hey, if you ever want, if, if you ever want, if you ever want Patrick to produce your podcast. Add to the list. He's going to be, oh. be looking for a, <laughs> for a gig real soon. Really? Patrick, yeah, I, I would love to, I for real, I need somebody and I need you to stay. Okay, not on good mute. to know. I need I actually need you to have a button to push that you just have a pre-recorded Perfect. laugh and then you could fake it 
and then push the button and then it will do the audio for you so you don't have to he'll be looking for a podcast after today so thanks guys <laughs> all right Patrick. we're about to do the pat and cat show <laughs> i'll put you first thank you so much that's a lot thank you to both of you <laughs> okay episode 42 in the clink she's great i i just i i think she's really fantastic she's got it she's got everything you need she's got i don't know i, I know you're not supposed to say she's got balls <laughs> you know she's got comic balls you know i i, I don't know i don't there's no good way to say that, but she just something about her. She's just got all the steel, all the all the cojones you need to be just a great comic. I just love her, you know. And she's got it. She writes great jokes, great bits, tells the truth, stands strong, built strong, lasts long, goddamn good. And she's got so much charisma. And she, you can tell she wants it too. So, you know, the only thing that I've seen that I would say going against her is she somehow finds you interesting. But, you know, we did have fun there. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that wears off. <laughs> you know, that wears off. I can test him. I can be testament to that. True. That's very true. No, I'm teasing you, Patrick. <laughs> So that's it. That's another episode next week. I love who we got coming up next week. I'm excited about it. Very excited. Thank you so much for tuning in, sticking in, staying around. Please go to Apple, comment, subscribe, star, Spotify. Catch us on our, obviously, on our Substack, Stand Up World on standupworld.com and on X formerly known as Prince that's it you're the best I love you thank you so much coming back <laughs>